Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And Henry. That's right, Henry. Well, you've been on the show before. I have. Right. So what do you think, uh, what's the best sort of one-liner as to why you're here? Well, I'm here because I'm not a libertarian, (laughs) so I've already passed my first one line. But I want to try and bring together Republicans and Democrats and libertarians with the thing we all share as Americans, which is narcissism (laughs) okay good excellent i appreciate that so um you and i uh go way back as a matter of fact uh you know when you you were the boss of my first job when actually susan was the boss of your first job and i was a co-owner of the store your your ex-wife was uh well it's a a, well uh, we we have bought a since our divorce we've bought a house and we live together again we started out this is probably more than (laughs) yeah well i'm going to give you here's this is easier to do as a one-liner than why i'm here but we started out at both at age 20 lived together for nine years got married then had two kids then got divorced in, in 2015 and then took like about a five-year vacation from each other, four, four, and then we decided to buy a house together and live together again. The Supreme Court decision, which I guess is where we start with, is right. uh, has overturned Roe v. Wade. It's which put the it's now lo- no longer what one would call a national right. It is now a state-defined right. I wouldn't even put it that way. I mean, if okay. we're going to be accurate, and I know that Free Talk Live always wants to be accurate. I in want the information. my very best, yeah. Yes. So the, the Roe v. Wade decision talked about the unenumerated rights that are inherent in some of the amendments to the Constitution, the 13th, 14th, 15th, I forget which amendment it is. I didn't know I was going to be asked that question. But in the, the ones that go all the way back to the Civil War, there is a right of privacy. At least that's what was determined in Griswold versus Connecticut, which is actually a more important decision than Roe v. Wade, but it was ex- pursued and extended in Roe v. Wade. Griswold versus Connecticut is actually a more important decision if you want to just touch on it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Griswold versus Connecticut was a decision from the 1960s, and people may find this hard to believe, but in the 60s, Connecticut was a very conservative state on the social issue of contraception. It was a large Catholic population, And there was a law that the family doctor, or any doctor, could not discuss with a married couple contraception. I got into a a big argument with a friend of mine who sees everything from his point of view and can't, like, moi, see things (laughs) from a broader point of view. Right, right. And and I was... My my narrow-minded friend. (laughs) I was specifically uh, saying to him that this could swing the state of Georgia from Governor Kemp to Stacey Abram. And I, and said, I don't know which one, whether those are Republicans or Democrats. You're okay. Well, uh, Kemp is the Republican. Abram is the Democrat that okay. ran against him in the previous election and lost by less than 2%. And right. I, my point was that you could uh, move uh, enough voters to, to cover that less than 2% margin. And he went into all the arguments and stuff like that. I said, this isn't an argument about... about whether there's pro-abortion, that's just the argument is just whether does this issue move one and a half percent of the voters in Georgia? 
And right, and that's the uh, that's what it comes down to. And I think that um, both parties have been guilty historically of this same problem, which is is that you know they they want to appeal to their base to the point that they um, marginalize those in the middle. And the reality is is that forty percent of America would vote for a Republican even if that Republican was Hitler, and forty percent of America would vote for Stalin. Even if, um, you know, if, if Stalin happened to be a Democrat, a person who chose not to vote for Barack Obama based on the color of his skin was certainly labeled a racist in the United States. But a person who would choose not to vote for me in Saipan based on the color of my skin, probably not a racist, right? I won't go there. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I would say that a person that didn't vote for Barack Obama because of the color of his skin was really an idiot to admit it in front of people unless he was with a you know part of a, a group that appreciated that point of view i only know one person who um made it clear to me that uh that a person who was a lifelong democrat who had voted for every democrat that had come along prior to that suddenly believed that this guy was a muslim oh so so he did they didn't not vote for him because he was black. It was because he was Muslim. But 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 we'll come full, full circle. There were six degrees of separation. She's passed from Barack Obama on this because Barack Obama's staff is already coming up with the freedom agenda. So rest assured that it's almost here. But the herald of this whole uh, change was uh, Representative Eric Swalwell. Uh, you may know him. He's from California. He had that. Uh, Inconvenient relationship with the allegedly with the Chinese spy. <laughs> the hot Chinese con- spy. It was convenient at the time. Yeah. And, you know, we don't really know what happened. The blockchain's great because it's uncensorable. And, but I mean, it gets, it's kind of like AI, right? Like if you say, we got a new project, it's uh, a blockchain based AI or in whatever. In the metaverse. Yeah. In the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with NFTs. Uh, no, I was got sidetracked. I heard Metaverse, and I was like, "Oh, I, I'm putting my old wrestling shows on the on a Metaverse uh, arena." Are you? Yeah. How's that going to work? Just uh, actually, before we go on, you ran Suncoast Pro Wrestling for. Uh, it was on years? TV for three years here okay. in the state of Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, a few full power stations, low power stations, cable systems, and uh, it did not run Vince McMahon out of business. Um, no, it, it took a, something else. It was local wrestling. Yes. People people might remember, if they're old enough, that when the each state sort of had their own territory yeah. wrestling and they were big stars in their state. And But that I, I digress. So anyway, there, there's a place called Spatial.io, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure and show it to you sometime, but uh, it's actually a great template. I, I'd say I created the space, but really it's I just took a template and I've got some of the video up and uh, working on creating avatars for the wrestlers from 30 years ago. We do have a more restrictive abortion law on the books in Florida, but many of the Republican caucus in Tallahassee, which is our state capital, wanted the governor to call a special session so they could make it even more stricter and follow the lead of some of these states that are not giving any exception for rape or incest or uh you know, not even the six-week window of time. Yeah, I did see that if you were, like, in Baton Rouge, that you you had, the like, the farthest distance to go to get an abortion now, currently. So they're going to create some kind of new underground railroad for young ladies of ill repute. 
Well, but some of the states want to use social media to, to find out if the uh, young women are crossing state lines. And some of these laws are, are, are attempting to be built in penalties for leaving the state or assisting someone from leaving the state and crossing a state line for an abortion. I find that laughable. You know, the whole idea of doing that. I mean, you know, Massachusetts has been trying to go after people coming to New Hampshire for fireworks for some time, and they've never had any luck. But uh, the idea that any social media network is going to comply with some order about this seems unlikely. They've figured that out because there is a bounty that a concerned citizen can report people they suspect. Now, this is like in the... Uh, the Texas law and some of the other laws. So it's not every law. It's not one-size-fits-all state law. Tell me how this party that uh, now wants people to have uh, freedom of autonomy with their bodies didn't want that a year a year ago, a simple year ago. Tell me about that. Well, because it works. It's going to get them votes. That's, get- that's how they're doing it. First of all, Republican parties, Democratic parties... If the Libertarian Party were successful enough, parties exist to get people elected. They do not exist for values. Right. I'm going to leave the Libertarian Party out of that one. Um, But, yes, uh, the Democrats and the Republicans seem to – because, you know, like it's hard for me to believe that anybody out there really believes that the Republicans are right on 100 percent of the issues. And uh, the same people probably do not believe that, you know, maybe there's some some percentage of the population, 20 percent on each side, that the Democrats are right on every single issue. But they'll mold their opinions based on which party it is they support, usually for one reason. Usually they support the party they support for one reason. What's that? Uh, it, it can differ from person to person. but you know, one issue? They're usually one issue. So, for instance, I know a lot of people that support the Democrats because the Republicans hate their gay friends. Washington Post analysis found a marked increase in the term freedom being used in social media, media messaging for Democrats and left-wing leaders. And they, the party said, aha, that is a good thing we have to look at more of. Yep. And people are talking about it. We need to co-opt it. Right. So freedom was, prior to the Roe v. Wade decision thing, really sort of uh, libertarians and then Republicans. Uh, Republicans have been using the term liberty and freedom recently. It it seems to me that there was a a faction of the Republican Party that tended towards libertarian ideas and policies. And, And there's others that just wanted their taxes cut. I would I would like to make a stipulation on that. They tended toward it in the sense that they would this is the set of lies that they will tell, right? So Democrats set, tell a set of lies and Republicans tell a set of lies in order to get your votes. And I thought the I honestly thought the whole Roe v. Wade thing was just a lie that was never going to be solved because the Republicans used it too much for fundraising. The, the dog that caught the car <laughs> and now they've got to figure out what to do with it. Indeed, they did. They caught the car. Well, yes. The biggest change in elections in my lifetime, and, and it's because of social media, is the, the way to succeed in an election uh, going back prior to social media is you wanted 51 of the, 51% of the people to be satisfied. I'm understanding your claim is that somehow now the uh, Democrat 
party is uh, is the Freedom Party. Is is that what you're trying to maintain? I, I am saying that they are now marketing themselves as the Freedom Party. I'm I'm a lifelong Democrat. Ah. I'm a yellow dog Democrat, but I'm just putting this out here as their current ah. marketing push. Are you happy with uh, with Biden? Uh, I could give you some things that I am happy about with Biden. I don't know if they make you happy, but I'm happy how he expanded the ACA. Uh, I'm expand. I'm happy that it's Obamacare, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Affordable Care Act that he made it uh, more affordable for people, or not? He did. The the party did. He's going to have to. He drove so many people's uh, insurance rates up uh, with the uh, Obamacare. Oh, drove well, up their rates. Well, insurance rates weren't going up before. Well, they were. Yeah, and this makes it more affordable. It does. You're you're grinning, but you know I, I haven't had insurance in a couple of decades. Yeah, so <laughs> try yeah, someone well. that has had insurance, and you, they would know that you don't get to keep your doctor when you're getting it through your employer, and you don't always get it with a good price if you want to buy it uh, in the open market. If I called my um, car a mechanical horse, it while it is a vehicle that transports me in one direction or another, it's not a mechanical horse. It's something different, right? I mean, so maybe and, there should be a different word. Well, a vaccine is a preventative to keep you from getting yeah, don't a disease. Make that the whole deal here, guys. That's a prophylactic. Uh, I want to no, say that, that that ivermectin and HC uh, hydrochloroquine were were uh, options that would have obviated the. Uh, the emergency use of the uh, the different so-called vaccines, and and uh, there was uh, great suppression of ivermectin and uh, HCQ, and uh, and and I thought that that people died because of that, and I think that uh, you know the governors and and anybody and you know I. That's why I think, uh, you know, Trump didn't really interject himself into that medical realm much because, uh, you know, I, I think uh, some deadly stuff occurred. People who are getting the disease now and the few that are dying from it have the vaccine. It, yeah. I mean, people who are dying from this disease that, appear to have the vaccine. That's how the epidemiology of a disease like this works. It also appears as though it had no effect on deaths from COVID-19. How can you say that when the deaths are so low? The deaths are low, but the deaths were low before the vaccine came out, too. They were basically no, they zero. Yes, they were. Well, before it got being spread around, yes. Sure. Well, there was, there was um, some initial rises, and then it was basically... Uh, nothing really happening. What period of time are we talking about? Because you're talking about two years now. The Drudge Report put the number of deaths each day for two years now. Now we're down to like three or 400, and it used to be in the thousands. Well, I don't know what they're claiming uh, of deaths by COVID-19 because I've been lied to before. But I do know that um, deaths in America are reported, um, you know, right. They're, they're reported by the CDC. So I just look at deaths, period. And I presume that knowing what the deaths are, that we can see whether COVID, whether there is a global pandemic going on. Now, I will admit the deaths that we see here do not. Are you searching on graphs of COVID deaths over time? 
Correct. This is what they call weekly number of deaths, all causes. And it therefore includes numbers that are below the normal rate and then above it. If somebody gets sick from a vaccine, then somebody else is going to get sicker. And if somebody else gets sicker, then somebody's going to die. Every medical procedure has risks. And to mandate that somebody take uh, a medical procedure, to me, is anti-American. I'm against it. Especially one that would be considered experimental. I don't see how we would call this anything else. All right. So you're throwing up what you had at your fingertips yep. to me over something that I've been looking at over the last two years. I know you I studied no it more time than I to prepare for it. Uh, sure, sure. And just I wasn't prepared either. I just happened to look at this chart because well, this is the chart I, I, I care about. I tried to Google and I'm trying to work this chart, but you have two different things where the the column headings are on a different page from the. So. All I can do is, uh, you know, turn around my laptop and uh, show you the deaths as they went. And, you know. and and let the court know that I see a bar graph with a red line across the top of it. I see some spikes there. Yep. And Those are the deaths in America. They came from something. I presume they didn't come from husbands locked up with their uh, families beating the hell out of them and killing some of them. I presume they don't come from drug overdoses. I presume that they come from, by and large, COVID. So I'm I'm certainly not a COVID well, the denier. The WHO oh, um, God. has 14.9 million excess deaths associated with COVID-19. We are not going to convince each other when it comes to this uh, this COVID-19 po- uh, topic. And really, my only thing is is that it doesn't look to me um, that you know the uh, the, the proffered vaccine for. Uh, you know, this government weaponized common cold that's out there, <laughs> the uh, the lab leak version of the common cold <laughs> um, is, uh, it, you know, really lives up to what uh, was being sold as. And I disagree with every premise you embedded into that <laughs> statement. Go ahead. No. Disagree. Yeah, well, fine. I will disagree. <laughs> hey, but I will allow you to continue to operate under the impression you're right. Do you think that uh, you, you don't think that COVID-19 was leaked from a lab? It just happened to come from Wuhan right next to uh, where they were doing uh, gain of function and all that. Well, good I, stuff? I don't have an opinion, although I did okay. see just coincidentally in the last day or two that one of the uh, a authority, a, a published researcher who had uh, been of the opinion that it couldn't have come from the food market in China, and it was more likely to have come from a lab, has since, uh, after they've had more time to look at the strain, has come to the opposite opinion, that okay. he thinks it did come from. But I can't make a judgment on that. The reality that heterosexual men don't get to have very much anonymous sex at uh, well, they're gonna go, the big events. They, they, will, they will go to the prostitute that was shared with the bisexual man that brings it over to that, and it I gets see. in the heterosexual population that way. All right. So it happens to... Why uh, are we talking about this? Because people care about monkeypox. Sure. Okay. Well, I, I, mean, no I, I, I did win the monkeypox part. You want, well, I didn't know we were going to do a, 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 a deep dive into how gay men and spread monkeypox. You got to address these issues, Henry, because, I mean, you know, you're, you're speaking to a wider audience. It's not a it's not a liberal show. I don't know this stuff. I try to avoid the news and I'm not running out there having anonymous sex with anybody. I just don't you know, this stuff doesn't enter my world. So mm-hmm. you got to you got to inform me. You saw you showed me those pictures of monkeypox. It's terrifying. 
I sincerely hope I never well, catch and, whatever and that disease ago, is. A week ago, I was saying to my own family, I said, like, how to, who? How, to, to my family, like okay. uh, my my adult daughter and stuff. I said, because uh, she's from the theater community. She knows a lot of people. I'm like, who would have sex with these people? <laughs> right. How dark does it have to be? Because I think this is like having Braille sex. <laughs> it's, it's you really would know. And <laughs> it's really not good. Tell me what it is about uh, Ron DeSantis that, uh, that, that you dislike the most, because I just don't know. Well, it's I, I give you I'm giving you my opinion of his character because there are people with bad characters that sometimes I like them. So these <laughs> are the these are the things that I have noticed about Governor DeSantis, and they aren't policy. They are of extremely thin skin, a vindictiveness, and an inability to can keep that under control. Someone like a Charlie Chris, this isn't an endorsement. This is not an endorsement. That should have come clearly. But he is always in control. He is always in control of his external image and giving that out in a way that is not uh, sending off alarms about the person that he is. There may be other things that are alarming about him, but not how he conducts himself in a public situation. When now, Chris was the governor at one point, right? Yes. He How was the Republican he, governor. He was the Republican governor, but he switched parties to Democrat. Well, uh, he was an independent in between. Early in his administration, the Miami Herald wrote something about him that he didn't like. He had the Miami Herald, the biggest newspaper in the state, banned from his press conferences in the Capitol. All of a sudden, you ensure that you make the biggest newspaper, your enemy. <laughs> to some extent, that's what Trump did too, right? Um, well, you know. if, if you're that, so my, what I'm saying is that his thin skin is a detriment to being a good governor. Now, let's look at Walt Disney World. They, and I know about the don't say gay bill, but it's easier to say that to, to give you a point. Now, I know there's a lot of, uh, a misinformation about that bill. But the the Walt Disney Company put out a statement contra- that they didn't support the, the bill. And he moves to remove their special district for Walt Disney World that was... Um, Given yeah, decades ago. Th- yes. It w- because they voiced, what, their free speech rights as a corporation? Uh, and, and the list goes on and on like that. Well, I can say that there's a long-running conservative dispute with uh, Walt Disney, and that the suggestion is is that you know this is if you're a conservative family, this isn't the entertainment company for you. Your whole show was the Henry Raines show, yes. and so I know. used my real name when I was wrestling too, Hammer and, and Henry Raines. Yes, which was crazy. Have you ever <laughs> had any backlash from this? From what? Using your real name. Well, back when we had phone books, yes. What was it? The um, at Manatee Glens, I used to get calls from there because my tag at the beginning was uh, news, talk, and most importantly, the truth. And I would get people. Manatee Glens was where the mental health uh, inhabitants, uh, people needing help with their mental health, and I would get people looking me up in the phone book. And by that time, I had an answering machine, and they were. 
uh, let me know that they had the truth for me and to please get a hold of them and they would tell me about the truth. And uh, I did not had to do with helicopters and uh... I actually had to do with the aforementioned sheriff that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I did by then I did not want anything to do with the sheriff and. Um, <laughs> Well, there you are. So um, he actually inquired about how to get me off the air. Oh, really? And then he decided I was just such a little pissant that it didn't matter. But it, it, it just doesn't. And the more time they spend, uh, you know, going after you, the better it does. For and you the world of no, it wouldn't have done any any good for him to go after me. I just want to bring up that I I was amazed um, since I've been I've been going to communist party meetings that. There always have been an American Communist Party since the Great Depression. And then America almost that had was a before revolution. That. It was it was before that. It was uh nineteen ten. Was it yeah. when did the Bolsheviks have that revolution in Russia? It was like it's about that time frame. I don't know. Yeah. So like then the maybe after nineteen eighteen, yeah, maybe. Right. So after their revolution, the American Communist Party was like after 15, 20 years afterwards. And uh, so I learned about all of this, and I also learned that Helen Keller was a communist. And, you know, according to David from New Mexico, he mentioned that all of the Eastern European um, immigrants, like from 1910, they were always behind forming, strengthening the Communist Party. Which I, yeah, a which, lot of Eastern Europeans were, were into the Communist Party. Um, you know, I mean, does it uh, is there any value in saying that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien was an anarchist? You know, how can you get excited about a religion that you don't believe in? Power, power. Okay, if if it's a means to power, uh-huh. and I also have a little thing about that you can be a billionaire and a, a tremendous person in your field and. You can say the most dumbest things about Christianity, but well, let's start with this. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple examples here. Uh, the there's uh, let's see if I can find their names here because uh, all right, you may remember these people from the news in the last couple decades. One was Peyton Gendron. He was no. arrested for shooting ten black people at the Tops Friendly Market in Buffalo in May. That's in recent. Okay, and uh, he answered uh, some questions. And that, are you a Christian? And according to Gendron, the, the, has he found guilty yet? I mean, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty guilty. What difference does it make? I, I won't bother saying alleged for him. Are you a Christian? No, I do not ask God for salvation by faith, nor do I confess my sins to him. I personally believe there is no afterlife. I do, however, believe in pract- and practice many Christian values. And... He shooting people. He believes his affiliation is complex, and that Christian values are a significant component of white culture. Remember, he is the person that shot the black people. On one hand, I understand sort of liking the Christian religion more than you like the uh, Muslim religion. I get it, um, and maybe that's what they feel like they're up against. I don't know why they're killing blacks. And I have seen some quotes in here about how much. The white race has done for Christianity. Okay, but but it's but, but it's it didn't a Semitic start with white people, right? It's a Semitic religion, and um, you know, not white. So, I mean, if you want a white religion, you're going to have to go with Ashatru, Odinism, um, you know, tree worship, or a variety of other silly stuff. Yes. Well, 
that is the new synthesis that's coming between the white supremacist movement and Christian nationalism and just craziness. But, you know, and we happen to be, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, Washington Post did an article that the height, the, the, the cultural center of craziness, right-wing craziness, is Sarasota, Florida. and Sarasota, Florida yes. is the cultural center of, white, of right-wing craziness? Yes. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. I, I've been seeing it here as a long time as a native of this area. And, and for, yep. year, for the last few years, I've seen it. And I've got to congratulate you just before we go on any further. It's been two and a half hours for you to finally say you're a native. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.